thought that time you made me fall in love with my sock. Well, that was funny. Is Professor Feather. This is Dr. Tar Midnight Gadfly. Who am I? Tarfly! Tarfly. <laughs> this is Dr. Head. There's no Dr. Tar. He's uh, stuck in the used rubber room. And, and you have been experiencing, are going to experience. How does he do it? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Everything everywhere. We're all, all podcast at once. <laughs> oh, fellow inmates, welcome, welcome. Tonight we're going to talk about a trilogy of movies uh, that Marvel put out starting in 2014. A uh, superhero movie that I think a lot of people were like, "Who's who? Are, who are these guys?" I think Marvel uh, was taking a big chance on it. But uh, we're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, this uh, follows the ad- ad- exploits of a group of. Well, there's several groups here, but we we have the main character, uh, Star Lord, and he's with a, a group of uh, almost kind of like scavengers and uh, scroungers stealing things selling them to the highest bidder we uh we have this epic space faring story um but there are some really fun characters and this is a, a, a several iterations into the galaxy or guardians of the galaxy you know this, these characters didn't start off we have uh Star-Lord, like I said, we've got Zoe Saldana as Gamora, uh, Vin Diesel as Groot, um, and we've got Karen Gillan as uh, Nebula, we've got Dave Bautista as Drax, um, yeah. you know, then we have uh, Michael Ruckel Rooker as Yondu, um, Bradley Cooper. As, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, yeah. you know. I mean, there's just there's so many people who have been uh, in this in this franchise. Sean Gunn, yeah, Sean Gunn, James Gunn, Glenn Close, uh, Benicio del Toro. I mean, you know, it, the cast just goes on and on. Lloyd Kaufman's in the first one. Is he in the prison? Yeah. Oh, you see him up nice. there on the deck, and he's like when they're rioting. I, I didn't see that. I never I'll, I'll have to check it out. I have to yeah. check it out again. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So what? What this I think makes these movies fun. We don't want to go into all into the details about uh, the plot of each one. Uh, well, unless you want to. Um, what I like, especially about the one and two, is that there's a lot of great character banter and interaction, and kind of infighting, which rem- reminds me a lot of what I liked about the Fantastic Four, although there's a lot more humor 
in the, these Guardians of the Galaxy movies. There's a it, it's it is a action comedy for much of the time. There's a lot of pathos, and but there is a lot of humor, and I think it's what sells sells the story and the characters. It is a a departure from the more serious movies that Marvel had been making up to this point, with bits of humor thrown in but generally serious movies and here comes the guardians of the galaxy which is definitely a comedy with action yeah i would agree like the first one is just the getting the band together you know that's uh, that's that kind of part where they're just building the group itself how they haphazardly get thrown into prison together um because there's a comedy of errors as to who is bounty hunting who <laughs> for what um, and they're all after the sphere, which you find out has a uh, uh, one of the infinity stones inside of it. Uh, and then uh, you've got the Ravagers. That's what the the group that they're that uh, Quill was part of that he double crossed. Um, and then it comes out that he, you know, Ronin is now coming after this and gets the infinity stone and puts it in his axe and defies Thanos. You know, all this whole big thing. Um, and then the nice thing about the ending of Guardians of the Galaxy is you kind of get an idea that Quill is more than just a human, you know, because he's able to hold on to that uh, Infinity Stone. Um, and then he's able to kind of spread it out amongst the group because they all hold hands and stuff. Yeah, at the at the dance-off. Mm-hmm. At the dance-off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, Take it back. right, right. Take it back. Um, yeah, because, you know, uh, Chris Pratt, I mean, he was doing Parks and Rec playing silly andy a lovable character i don't know if you guys have ever seen parks and rec oh yeah uh it's i, I watched every episode yeah. yep yeah i loved the show um and and but you could tell rob Lowe, man <laughs> I, he's fantastic that's it, no there's yeah he's literally literally, literally his best You're performance li- literally fantastic literally, yeah <laughs> yes hmm. and anyway. uh well, this so, this seems you know, like you know, this yeah. seems like Chris Pratt in space to me, to a degree. It is, yeah. um, but I think as it goes, it kind of changes. You know, uh, is there's a depth to the character that, that more that, more so because yeah. it, this movie begins with such an emotional moment with the, the loss of his mother, and you see the origin story of the character without really knowing yeah. that you're seeing an origin story. Yeah, yet, you know, and then you get a, you understand why the music's so important and what a fucking soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, and and you but it's not just there it's integral to the story because it's integral to the character you know it's his connection back to his mother and what keeps him grounded as a as a, an abducted human being in in the midst of all this kind of space chaos you know but um yeah i mean it, it uh you have Zamora, yeah, connected to Ronan, like you said, Midnight Gadfly, and that's one thing that the the master plan of these Marvel movies, this first big giant arc of of Marvel movies, was meticulously planned and beautifully orchestrated so that everything connects to everything else. This is all part of the bigger story that was being set up from Iron Man through Endgame. You know, it it's just another piece of the of the puzzle and uh with the infinity stone and with ronin and thanos all working toward the same big plot kind of like our last episode everything marvel everywhere at marvel and all at once marvel <laughs> yeah you know yeah well let's yeah. one thing i would like to bring up i mean is that um oops all three of these movies were written and directed by James Gunn. He had some he had some help on the writing, 
Uh, what uh, Dan Abnett, I think, is on all three of them, maybe too. He's he was um, a he was the comic writer who brought back uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy in comic form. Yeah, I have a, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of trade paperbacks yeah. that are really good. So, yeah, and we like James. But yeah, we like his other well, movies. Yeah, and I, yeah, no, I, that's why I said I, and I think he's an intelligent writer and he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's definitely funny. Um, and you know the first two movies they have a, has have just has is just kind of lighthearted to a large degree. You know they're serious tones, but it just is, has kind of that lighthearted. And and until you get to the third one, and the third one is a little darker than the first two. Um, but I think that's I, I like that because I think that's growth. <laughs> you know mm. it wasn't stagnation. Um, it wasn't John Wick four. <laughs> uh, as much as I like John Wick four, should never have been written, never done. You know, it, been there, done that. It's like uh, I just watched uh, another one that, that kind of falls into that. Uh, uh, the Equalizer. I just saw the Equalizer three. You know, I'm going yeah, yeah. Equalizer two is yeah, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But anyway, these all three. It's sustained, you know. I think the third, and I think the third one grew, and I think the, the second one grows in its scope. It and does a, grow. Like it you, does. You get like you get the answers that were missing from the first one, with right. you know, ego being brought in, and what a performance! I mean, hey, come on, Kurt Russell. If Kurt Russell's in there, well, I'm going to watch okay. it. Okay, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I like that aspect, even though the the, yeah. the story seems to be. It, it's in some ways it blows up, in some ways it shrinks down. Yeah, because now we're involving the other characters and you got these other like armadas of, of, of armies all kind of, you know, going after different things, um, tying into this more of the epic scope of the, the interplay, the mouse and cat and interplay with the much larger story. But the, the, uh, yeah, number three definitely was surprised me at how dark it got. I did not expect that at all. I heard people saying they were crying in the movie. I'm like, oh, okay, must be have it, you know, the way it ends. Like, no, no, I can see. Oh, it's oh god, it's dark. It's so dark and it pulls on your emotional strings in ways that the other ones don't because they are so lighthearted. This one, this one delves into Rocky, uh, Rocket rather, and and uh, his origin, his yeah. origin, his origin story, which is full of pain. I mean, it is pain and sadness and sorrow, and it is crushing, you know. To, and to the whole storyline behind what's his name, the the high evolutionary, yeah, the, the, high, the, the, the high arch villain, yeah, the high know. evolutionary, yeah, his his whole attitude, you know, was just you know he was absolutely psychotic, you know, and just yeah, and yeah. in the third one, I just watched the third one. So who's the golden guy? That's Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. I thought it was, but. I'm yeah. going because that, you see him hatched work? out in the end of number two. I think you see that's him hatched true. out. No, that's true. No, that that egg like egg like yeah. pod, you know. Yeah, well, I like the I like the whole character and the the, the arc on the character um, is is a is a really good arc, um, and and the story ends up being you know a pretty good story overall. Um, Rocket's able to go back and save. Ver- Virtually, every, literally every, literally, you know, he literally, saved, every literally everyone, because yes. they went and saved the humans that he was try that he was breeding. You know, Rocket said, "No, we're going back and get all the critters." Mm-hmm. So they yeah. did. So, that's a kind of that's, a beautiful. That's moment. his redemption. You know, that's that's right. You know, um, yeah, and then it, you know, everybody, and and then the very ending, 
Now, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this. But, you know, what happens to uh, what's his what's his name? Not Overlord. What's his his Star Lord? No, no, no. I mean, not Star Lord. His real uh-huh. name. Oh, Chris oh, Peter Pratt. Quill. No, no. Peter Quill. Oh, Peter Quill. Peter Quill. Yeah, I couldn't remember his real name. Peter Quill. Where does he go? Where does he do? Because they kind of split up in a way. So where does he go? He goes home. Oh, yeah. He goes back to Earth, which I found kind of interesting, you know? Um, yeah. The uh, I And like the other it. thing I want to say about these movies is Vin Diesel is the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> He probably makes a small fortune for saying, I am grouped. But he says it in different ways. And that's yeah. how and he then, makes the money. And let's also let's also blow another thing. At the toward the end there, in this one, what does he say? I love you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because you see that growth literally in Groot's Groot's character. Yeah. That was that was the, the big Physically moment too. in the yeah. first one. You know, the sacrifice yeah. himself. That was a moment of of just there's the heartbreaking moment, and this is—he's being a hero, yeah. You know, like like Iron Man in in Endgame, you know, or or or, or Black Widow, you know, just they're like oh, moments of heartbreak, and and that's what I, that was a moment of heartbreak for me in that first one. So they had sowed the seeds of that really intense heaviness yeah. in there, but having the little tiny Groot, he comes and back, seeing him yeah. grow, <laughs> and like a seedling sprouts up. And to see him go through personality changes as he gets older, watch yeah. your mouth. He's like playing video games, just like a <laughs> just like a surly teenager, you know, just like. And I thought, oh, that's that's really funny. That that because it's relatable, you know. Yeah. You're definitely putting those human characteristics onto. Him. I kind of figured that. I see. I didn't have the heartbreak. I kind of thought, oh, he he's just plant type character. He's, yeah. He he's going to come back. I for some reason I just I knew he would, you know. It's like like in the last one, you know, Rocket. You know he's not going to die. You know? Right, right. <laughs> no matter what, you know he's not going to die. Yeah. That, that would have been dark. No, that Although, been dark. I mean, they didn't mind killing off characters. You know, obviously, we've seen a couple of characters no, die true. in that, in that yes. franchise, yeah. so it could have yeah. been. They had, they, but they, well, yeah. we didn't know that yet, though. When, the, you know, those movies yeah. have come out, we hadn't seen it all yeah. yet. But there's that larger, you know, universe at play here. But, no, these these are just wildly entertaining movies and and you know the cast is so i mean glenn close uh i mean she's she's just brilliant and she's also in murders and only murders in the building glenn close is in yeah in season three um and uh yeah this cast is just so good at what they do um and the tension when the characters like gun has created this sense of you know the comedy and tension and and the infighting which is so much like the fantastic four it's brilliant um, and I love Drax. I mean, talk about, uh, you know, lucky, you know, maybe not as lucky as Vin Diesel going into no, an air no, conditioned no. studio because yeah. he's got to wear all that makeup and all his yeah. appliances, you know, got to be buff all the time and be phys- but, physical. Yeah. But Drax is a fantastic character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I actually was hoping to get into the next Marvel movie because I'm playing the out of shape Thor. Um, I was going to be doing <laughs> Even even more out of you got my floor. vote. You got my vote. <laughs> yeah, letting the beard grow. You know, yeah, that's exactly that's one after of the, the after the last abomination. You be a welcome sight. <laughs> yeah, love and blubber, right? 
Yeah, uh, I like it. I like the fact that when Thor encounters Groot and Groot says, I am Groot, and Thor responds to him, and they're like, you understand Groot? He goes, it was an elective in school. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Which movie, yeah. which one I, is that I, one? I don't, I don't think it's in Guardians. I think it's in no. like either Infinity yeah. or... Infinity. Oh yeah, because that's where they're all together. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to check. I'll have to help look for that. <laughs> where there's the the machismo, uh, who who really runs the ship, Thor or Peter Quill? Right. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Why are you lowering your voice? I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the comedy, the tension, and I like those comic moments. Like in the was it? I think Captain America. It might have been Winter Soldier. Oh no, Age of Ultron, when they're going to uh, lift. Thor's hammer. He puts it down, and Captain, you see him, it moves just a touch, and he, the shot is of Thor's face. Like, you could see palpable worry, like, oh, shit, he's gonna pick it up, you know? <laughs> and doesn't, it's like, ah, oh, see? Yes, of course, I knew all along, you know? Well, and then yeah, Vision those... comes along later and picks it up and tosses it, hands it to him. Because yes. Vision <laughs> is worthy, you know? When they kept saying, well, if I put it in an elevator, and the elevator goes up, is the elevator worthy? <laughs> so, that's a good point, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's as another thing. Who played Ultron? James Spader. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they did his motion. Too. Well, and they did his yeah. motion capture. You could tell it was him behind the yes. motion capture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was great. The, the was movements great. were like him. You could see him yeah. tilting his head, or yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that's exactly that. It was him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, vision was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was my perfect, my era of the Avengers was in the mid, late seventies, early eighties. Mm -hmm. I just love that era, you know, vision cap, the, what, what you see in the movies, I, I really, really love, um, the Scarlet Witch and vision, you know, falling in love. I, I ate that stuff up, you know, um, but we're getting a little off track from the uh, Guardians. But it's it's all <laughs> it's part all of the Marvel universe. It is. Yeah. And maybe that should be a whole other episode how we, but, um, Guardians is it fits right in there, and it, it again it was another chance because I think even Iron Man was a risky choice for Marvel to make uh, a movie of because they're like, at the, I mean Iron Man was no Spider Man, but they couldn't do Spider Man because Sony owned it, right? Yeah. They had to had the rights to it. So Iron Man comes out and blows everybody out of the water. I'm like, oh fuck, well let's let's do some more of these, you know? Um, even then, but Guardians I think because I was aware of them, but I had never really read them religiously. You oh know? yeah, yeah. And I, was like, I I knew of them like enough to know that they existed, but I was I was nice. I came into this completely with a blank slate, no expectations, and was just so happy that how things turned out. Like oh, this yeah. is delightful. You know, the other movies. I'm like, look, I've been reading Captain America since I was a kid and Iron Man. I know these characters. <laughs> they better do them right. And they, you know, fortunately they did. Um, but uh, for yeah, the most one, part, for the most part, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They combine the traditional universe and the Ultimates universe. They do kind of blend these a little bit together, but yeah. um, you know, it's it's hard to let these characters go. I mean, the difference in the comic books is the, char the characters are going to stay the same age forever, or the cartoons. But now with like physical, real people acting, it's like, look, we're, we we want to move on to other things, you know, not be tied yeah. down to, you know. But it's hard because the core, those core characters are gone now. And they're moving on to these like other characters. I just don't care about seeing not, them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all the ones that I love. Most of those are gone now, or they're not doing movies about them. You know, they're they're done. Their story arcs are done. And it's like uh, I just don't care now. 
Yeah, you know? And I think they're starting to make some of them for a different audience. Because, like, I think the second Black Panther, I watched that, and I'm like, it's not a bad movie, but I don't think that movie's for me. You know what I mean? I think that was mm-hmm. written and put together for some other audience, you know? And uh, I felt that way about a couple of the more recent. Shang-Chi was pretty good, I thought. A lot of people didn't like it. I haven't seen that yet. Is it pretty good? I, I, I haven't seen it. it. I think Aquafina, which is a great name, is hilarious. And she's like the sidekick in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephanie Sue, she's in Aquafina, I think, a, a couple of episodes. She's a, you know played Joy in the last right. movie we talked about. Everything, so, everywhere, all at once. Guardians, I want to mention, we talked about Karen uh, Gillan as Nebula. She's yeah. great. Yeah. She's amazing the way she moves and everything. You know? Yeah. She, and her character arc through the three movies is really cool as well. Um, it's, yes. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's you, a, you see that the hardness that both of these Thanos' daughters have because of how they were raised and literally the... the dehumanizing of the one daughter the lengths you, know, you see that cruelty in thanos there but i love karen gillen i think she's a yep. brilliant actor and she was mantis. great in this role yeah, mantis was also great i was happy they brought mantis in in the second one because i was missing yes. the first one um that's palm clementif is her name she's she delightful is. absolutely she's delightful. Good. yeah so yeah well and her and drax the drag's going you are so <laughs> ugly it's right. How did, how did yeah. you ever? You know, <laughs> <laughs> he starts gagging and stuff. Yeah. They're sitting on the steps. Yes, and then well, yes. I, I like I like at the end of the third one when she goes off, and uh-huh. she has those three humongous monsters. Oh right, that go with her. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Come on," because <laughs> that was a good scene. Yeah. When she got up and you know empathed with them. You know, right. mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was a really cool scene. Uh, whatever accent, yeah. Whatever accent she developed for that, I, it's not any kind of known accent, and it was you know just the way she inflects. Things. Yeah, it's just yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's really, the, really good, really good. Yeah, yeah. So so much fun, um, you know. And and these these movies could almost be, unlike some of the other ones in the uh, MCU, these movies could almost be looked at separately without any other connection to the if you don't like superhero movies they could they could film. these three could yeah. yes yeah. but they still have an effect on the on the larger picture because you get all that well eventually well. yeah eventually yeah. but yeah you could you could still pull them out so if you're not a superhero fan and you've never watched any of these right you could still get a comic book fun without all the superhero dramatics necessarily yeah or with yeah without the the normal ones that you you're used to and i think yeah and and yeah, I, I think that I think that that has an appeal to it for me as had a big appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you got I love the Ravengers. I love that that whole that that pirate kind of uh, yeah. mentality, yeah. the the code of the Ravengers. And and who's we have who's a head red head Ravenger? It's a Yandu, and then but we also have uh, uh Well then the other the, the larger the other Oh, yeah, Sly Stallone. Uh, yeah, plays, yeah. That's you know, right. I'm like, oh, that was awesome to see him. I'm like, oh, okay. Because now yeah. that was that was one of the very sad, sad deaths for me in the MCU mm-hmm. was to see Yondu. I'm like, I I mean, I, I know that they can't always play these characters, and I get that. But right. I... I had I have struggled when I see characters I know are going to die. Like, man, I, you know, <laughs> it's just that's just me personally. Um, well, that character, 
that character was great. What they did from what it was in the comic book to what it is on in the movie, in that he has that little thing, but it's not the big fin. But he gets the big fin mm-hmm. in the second one, right? Uh, because he has to get his old one. Uh, but just the idea of whistling and that thing flying, uh, that arrow flying through all of these other things. Um, and you were talking about like the these movies could a- absolutely be independent of the Marvel Universe. And I think that's why it worked was because James Gunn went in going, I don't want anybody to have to know anybody anything about any of these characters. And I'm going to build these characters and you're going to get to know these characters. And that's, that's right. exactly what happened. Very, And he did it in such great shorthand, you know, putting them in situations mm-hmm. where you would, you would have all of these different things and let's not let's not forget chris pratt had become he became a big item he became a superstar and rightfully so i like chris pratt i like him and what was um he's in um he's in the jurassic park some of the jurassic park movies he's in parks and rec yeah no 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 he just a minute it's a uh, god damn it it's a remake the magnificent seven Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I've never seen that. And he's remake. really good in. It. He's really good and in. It. Everybody's really yeah. good in it. Every, well, yeah, yeah, it's that's a remake. I went, wait, this is way better than the original. Really, and I like okay. the original. I like the original too, and I thought uh, it's not. But gonna this be as good. this movie's way more, way way better. I think way like three ten to Yuma. I thought the remake was was really great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked it. I did too. I did too. Yeah, I liked the original really well, but I like mm-hmm. the remake. Yeah. Well, now I'll same, have to add that to thing. my list: the, the remake of of. Uh, the uh, Magnificent Seven, yeah, which is a movie. remake of the Seven Samurai, well, which is a re- <laughs> which is a reimagining of a western. So everything, everywhere, all everything. at once. Oh yes, this is the <laughs> everything bagel. Well, here's today. the problem with with uh, Chris Pratt being an action star is every once in a while, and in, not in Guardians of the Galaxy, but if you watch him in the the Jurassic Park ones, he sounds like his character Burt Macklin. Remember when he does he? On the, does he? Yeah, he starts. He gets. You're like, oh my god, that's totally Burt Macklin right there. He just delivered that like Burt Macklin. So. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, we just need to bring. We just need to bring. Um, uh, April, April Ludgate, and um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, she's awesome. Oh. Um, yeah, I love, I love her character, April. She's just magnificent. She's so funny. Yeah, have you ever seen her on like? You oh know, yeah, she's every bit as goofy. Yeah, she's it's just funny man. She's witty. Yeah, she's yes, really she's good. great. Yeah, she, she's yeah, in she's a movie. Great. I can't remember where she plays this. She's she she's like uh, d- doing a thief. You know, stealing something from a store or something. She gets caught. God, I can't think of the name of the movie. It's a really good movie. Uh, you know, totally out of her character, kind of. You know, but she mm. just goes to show she has no. She's not pigeonholed by any means. She's not. And serious. the little hours. Where yeah. she plays a, the nun, the group yeah. of nuns that are also yeah. witches, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's funny. That's a funny, yeah. really witty yeah. script. Yeah. That's a really funny script. Um, but uh, yeah, Chris oh, yeah. Pratt. I mean, he was doing gangbusters on Parks and Rec, and they started intimating, like in the script. Like, we were watching it again for like the tenth time or something, and realized that, that Chris Pratt mentions about, or his character Andy, about going to get fit. Or go on a diet or something like that, or going to go oh, work yeah. out. I'm like, oh, so because because he always plays this kind of larger, beefy <laughs> yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. But he had to slim down and he like bulked up and trimmed down to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. And so when he comes back to the next season of Parks and Rec, that's like the first thing they know. It's like, my God, son, what happened to you? Ron's like, <laughs> what happened? You know, he's like, oh, you know, I stopped drinking beer and look what happened or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it was. Well, I didn't, he, so, didn't he go to, didn't he have to go to England for a short period of time? And they the did. Food was, yeah, the that, food they, was so bad that he, he lost. Yeah. The food was so yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah. 
He's a and even he's a good interview too. He's really witty. Uh, really he's funny. Witty. Yes, yeah. he is. So, and the, he is know, a the, very very mm-hmm. very. Him and uh, what what is uh, oh shit now I'm not gonna be able to think of her name. They're trying to make each other laugh. Um, Aubrey uh, Jennifer Aubrey. Jennifer no Jennifer oh Jennifer Lent- Aniston. No, uh, <laughs> it's not Jennifer. Jennifer Garner, not Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer, yeah, whatever. Anyway, from what from what show? She played she played uh, um, Mystique in the later X Men. Oh, Jennifer. Oh yeah, Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Yeah, well, they're yeah. Sitting, they're sitting there trying to She's make an each old other girlfriend laugh. of mine. Yeah, she. You goes, wish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah kind of. That's where she says to she says to Chris Pratt. She goes before our kissing scene. I had to take some Pepto Bismol pills, and he goes, he goes. Well, during our uh, during our kissing scene, I felt your dick. <laughs> she, she fucking loses it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, Chris I think, Pratt, and I think, I think he really adds to the. To the thing because he has charisma there's just no no two mm-hmm. ways about it you know? yeah yeah and it's he, funny because i think when him and kurt russell i think they look alike in mm-hmm. a way there there there's a whole there's similar features or something like yeah you really you know you really could be <laughs> it's <laughs> enough like hey why not yeah yeah cosmic <laughs> being could make sure I, i'll buy that and i'm a guy agree with you anything kurt russell does is pretty good yeah yeah they just, can't do, I mean, do anything bad. I mean, going way back to his, you know, Disney movies when he was a teenager. Oh yeah, he was yeah. good in them. Yeah, that's he where was. I come. That's where I met him. Yeah, know? me too. I was a kid. As a kid I'd there. watch yeah. those movies in the during the summer, like the the World's Strongest Man or the Computer War Tennis Shoes. Those you know those mm-hmm. those yeah. fun movies. Like I ate that up, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, always. I've always liked him. But Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I agree. <laughs> which uh, he was in. Hey, we're he was, still which there. Which he was in. That's right. We're, we're still, still here. We're, we're connected. We're connected in an alternate reality. We are right on. Um, yeah, he he does. I mean, he he he. he does. I won't say he carries it, but because he's the focal point. No, yeah. yeah. Of the first two, but yeah. such a strong surrounding cast, it would not be the same without everyone in in harmony. That's what I you gotta, think. You it's, gotta it's, have. If Drax weren't there, you wouldn't have the opportunities for that guffaw that he has, especially in the yeah. second one, where he, where where Mantis uh, touches him and he and he's like, "Oh, you," or touches uh, Star Lord. He's like, "Oh, you love, you love her." You know, speaking of Zamora, you know, just this kind of silly juvenile antics that he has, or when he's standing still and he's like, yeah. "You can't see me because I'm standing so right. still." <laughs> you know, it's well, like, they keep talking about how dumb he is in the third one, you know, until. He talks to the kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, How did you, why didn't you tell us you, you didn't ask? <laughs> you know, in the comic, Drax the Destroyer um, was made, created to kill Thanos. So that was his original purpose. And he can't die. So what happens is he gets killed and they you bury him and he'll come back to life but every time he comes back to life he's a little bit stupider <laughs> so, so in the comic series they, they came up with this and like oh this is so that. hilarious he just became dumber and dumber you know and just would do all kinds that's, of that's that's great i love that yeah yeah it's good stuff yeah there's movies that are they're highly fun you know fun. and you, you yeah, don't have absolutely. to be a fan of superheroes to enjoy them if you like space if you like comedy if you like action uh drama if you if you just yeah, it's all there, man. It's and the special and effects keep, are great. And to keep the theme going, it they don't play down to anybody really. Yeah. You know, I think I think they're they're pretty straight straightforward. And I 
appreciate that, especially from, you know, something that's, you know, the, 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 the original subject matter was not, you know, necessarily meant to be. Of course, I don't think those comics ever really played down either, you know. Um, a lot of the Marvel comics really didn't play down to kid people. <laughs> now that I think about it, they were, at least if they did, I was a kid. And if they were playing down to me, I didn't notice it. <laughs> so, like, well, and, you know, back, back in the days, like the late 60s up through the 70s, that's how they would test artists and writers is they would give them one of those B, B comics and see how they did. So, we, oh, yeah. Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, you had the Defenders, which wasn't considered a list. Uh, yeah. Or, you, you, or you'd get a, a what if or a two in Marvel two in one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you'd see all the new talent. And then they'd either get out of there or it would be a dying book like uh, Daredevil. Right where Frank Miller goes, give it to me, I'll do it. You know, and mm-hmm. totally just creates one of the like. What do we got to lose? Set. And then boom, a yeah. revitalization. Well, and then what, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. No, I love that, and then and I I love those books like that because yeah, because the two and ones they're one shot stories. They're not really connected to anything, so they could be completely wild. Yeah, you know? I um, I personally like the What If comic. Uh, yeah, and I, the animated I, series is really. Good I too. really like. I see. I don't like the animated series. Oh no, I don't like the subject matter of any of. Them. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Well, they. they um, from the, I, I mean, think they look good, and but I just yeah. I watched a couple, and I just don't like the subject. And then I read what damn good. No, I don't. These don't interest me. Gotcha. They were weren't the stories that I liked out of out of wasn't like what if conan woke up in the in new york city kind of thing right exactly Shows yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. crom yeah yeah, yeah. Right. i like those more you know these just weren't didn't seem and a lot of those had the major characters which oh these yeah don't of really, course which these yeah. don't have any of the major characters you, you get know, to see these characters in through. crazy situations yeah, yeah, that yeah. never would have happened otherwise or alternate realities which is What's, eventually how yeah. it spills into these universes you know to explain these things but that's but that's what what DC then apes when they start doing their Elseworlds. Oh, Elseworlds is my all-time favorite DC comic. I mean, that's how it started before Marvel's yeah. What If. I know, I know. You know, and like when they came but, out with those, I went, "Geez, these are great, man! These are yeah. these are real, and they're way they were well done." I, yeah, know, from my point of view, I thought they were extremely well done and uh, yeah, great, great, just great stories. You know, because they could go off and do whatever they wanted. You know, right? You got I thought it was just. Got yeah. 128 pages to go, or 64 yeah. pages. Or 64 pages, I think. Yeah, some of them were a little bit longer, weren't they? Like Red were they? Sun? Were they? I don't know. Maybe not. I, I, maybe I could I, be wrong. Yeah. But usually it was a self-contained 64-page story, yeah. Gotham by Gaslight. I think it was the first yeah. one I remember getting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really yeah. loving it. Which is like, a good oh, one. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, oh, Red yeah. Sun. I'm like, oh, this is this is great. You know, this yeah. is awesome. Oh, no. I just said they were, they were, those were really good. So... Well, I, uh, anyone else uh, have anything any more to say about Guardians of the Galaxy or uh, comic books or uh, anything good? Uh, All right. Covers it. Not, not really. Go Definitely. see it. Go see it. Enjoy it. Watch it. All of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Kick back and enjoy some fun. And... Uh, yeah, and I love I love when the characters finally get inter and brought it back into the Avengers when they finally start incorporating these these characters together and that's that that larger sense. I would like to have seen more of that without being such a we got a, we got a big thing to do. But yeah, but Jesus, um, yeah, that was massive. <laughs> yeah, it, talk about a way, massive project. Yeah, this is yeah. a whole other episode we got we can do on that. Yeah, I think this, that's this, true. This, this story. Yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. That's yeah, why the Russo we'll brothers got the ability to 
probably make just about anything they want because I think those they had like the three highest grossing movies for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, they got freedom now, which is great because now they're gonna yeah, they're gonna do all kinds of stuff. Everything, everywhere. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say. Experiencing You can contact Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Yeah, I was right. I was right the first time. Yeah. We have a Facebook page. We have a, a no, I don't know. That's it. That's, I think. I think we have. I think. I don't know. We have. Uh, we might have feathers, some of those other things. Tar and feather. That's it. I was trying to think of the other. The other thing. Vimeo I slash tar and feather. No, no, we don't. Vimeo's not in. No, we're we're YouTubers oh. now. Man. Oh, you're off a of video. Off uh, of Vimeo. No, but. Oh, okay. We're, we're trying to go YouTube. To YouTube. I see YouTube. There you go. YouTube. Yeah, Psycho Cinema uh, on YouTube. Come see us. And heavy metal horror. Heavy metal horror. Heavy metal horror. Talking about horror and heavy metal. Oh, we're going to be getting into uh, a long, deep dive into the Cleveland underground metal scene. Lots of great bands out of Cleveland. We're going to be interviewing some of them. We got some big, uh, big interviews coming this way. Heavy metal and horror. Nice. Very cool. Hey, are we going to uh, a different schedule here? Oh yeah. Aren't we going from weekly to bi-weekly? bi-weekly? For what? For the radio. episodes. Unseen. Oh, okay. That's fine with me. Oh, uh, this was your idea. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, Midnight Gadflight. Midnight Gadflight. I thought it was his idea. Sorry. I guess we're doing weekly. Never mind. We're still on weeks. Hey, what do I do? Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> we can still record. To be determined. We could, yeah, we could still record every two weeks. We just wouldn't have to do as many episodes per recording. Or just record one Sunday a month, like Heavy Metal Horror. And you do your two shows and release it every other week. <laughs> 